This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This recording is by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. Uncle Remus by Joel Chandler Harris. Chapter 31 A Plantation Witch. The next time the little boy got permission to call upon Uncle Remus, the old man was sitting in his door, with his elbows on his knees and his face buried in his hands, and he appeared to be in great trouble. "'What's the matter, Uncle Remus?' the youngster asked. "'Nuff de matter, honey. More than dey's any call for. If dey ain't some queer goins on round dis place, I ain't name Remus.' The serious tone of the old man caused the little boy to open his eyes. The moon, just at its full, cast long, vague, wavering shadows in front of the cabin. A colony of tree-frogs somewhere in the distance were treating their neighbors to a serenade, but to the little boy it sounded like a chorus of lost and long-forgotten whistlers. The sound was wherever the imagination chose to locate it—to the right, to the left, in the air, on the ground, far away or near at hand, but always dim and always indistinct. Something in Uncle Remus's tone exactly fitted all these surroundings, and the child nestled closer to the old man. "'Yes, sir,' continued Uncle Remus, with an ominous sigh and a mysterious shake of his head. "'If they ain't some queer goings on in dish year neighborhood, that I'm the bald-headedest creature twixt this and next January was a year ago, which I knows I ain't. That's what.' "'What is it, Uncle Remus?' "'I know Mars John been driving Charlie sort of hard to-day, and I say to myself that I'd drop round about dusk and fling another year of corn in the trough, and kind of give him a touching up with a courier comb. And bless gracious! I ain't been in the lot more'n a minute, for I seed something was wrong with the horse. And sure enough, there was his mane full of witch stirrups. Full of what, Uncle Remus? Full of witch stirrups, honey. Ain't you seed no witch stirrups? Well, when you see two strands of hair tied together in a horse's mane, there you see a witch stirrup, and more'n that, that hoss done been rid by em. "'Do you reckon they have been riding Charlie?' inquired the little boy. "'Course, honey. To be sure they is. What else they been doing?' "'Did you ever see a witch, Uncle Remus?' "'That ain't neither here nor there. When I see a coon track in the branch, I know the coon been long there.' The argument seemed unanswerable, and the little boy asked, in a confidential tone, "'Uncle Remus, what are witches like?' "'Dey comes different,' responded the cautious old darky. "'Dey comes in de conjures folks. Squinch owl holler every time he see a witch, and when you hear the dog howling in the middle of the night, one of em's mighty apt to be prowling round.' Conjuring folks can tell a witch the minute they lays their eyes on it, but them what ain't conjuring, 
Hit's mighty hard to tell when they see one, cause they might come in the appearance of a cow and all kind of creatures. I ain't been used to no conjure myself, but I've been livin' long enough for to know when you meets up with a big black cat in the middle of the road with yaller eyeballs, there's your witch fresh from the old boy. And furthermore, I know that tain't found into no dogs for to catch the rabbit what use in a burying ground. They're the most ungodliest creatures what you ever laid eyes on, continued Uncle Remus with unction. Down there in Putman County, your Uncle James, he make like he gwine to catch one of them there graveyard rabbits. Sure enough, out he goes, and the dogs ain't no more and got to the place fold up jumped the old rabbit right among em. And after running round a time or two, she skipped right up to Mars Jeems, and Mars Jeems, he just put the gun barrel right on her and lam loose. It tore it up the ground all round, and the dogs, they rush up, but there wa'n't no rabbit there. By and by, Mars Jeems, he seed the dogs tucking their tails tween their legs, and he look up, and there was the rabbit capering round on a tombstone, and with that Mars Jeems say he sort of feel like the time done come when your grandma was specting none of em home, and he called off the dogs and put out. But them was hunts. Witches is these ere kind of folks what can trap their body and change into a cat and a wolf and all kind of creatures. Papa says there ain't any witches, the little boy interrupted. Mars John ain't lived long as I is, said Uncle Remus by way of comment. He ain't been bruising round all hours of the night and day. I know the nigger witch's brer was a witch, cause he up and told me how he took and cured him, and he cured him good, man. How was that? inquired the little boy. It seemed like continued Uncle Remus, that witch folks is got a slit in the back of the neck, and when they want to change theirself, they just pull the hide over the head same as if it was a shirt, and there they is. Do they get out of their skins? asked the little boy in an awed tone. To be sure, honey. You see your paw pull his shirt off? Well, that just exactly the way they does. But this year nigger what I telling you about, he cured his bread the very first pass he made at him. It got so that folks in the settlement didn't have no peace. The chillins would wake up in the mornings with their hair all tangled up, and with scratches on em, like they'd been through a briar patch. Twill by and by, one day the nigger he, he lowed that he'd set up that night, keep one eye on his brer. Showin' off that night, just as the chickens was crowing for twelve, up jumped the brer and pulled his skin off and sail out of the house in the shape of a bat. And what does the nigger do but grab up the hide and turn it wrong side outwards and sprinkle it with salt? Then he lay down and watched for to see what the news was going to be. Just for the day here come a big black cat in the door. And the nigger get up, he did, and drove her away. By and by, here come a big black dog snuffin' round, 
en de nigger up wid a chunk en lamed him in de side of de head. Den a squinch owl lit on de comb of de house, and de nigger jammed de shovel in de fire and make him flew away. Last, here come a great big black wolf with his eyes shining like fire coals, and he grabbed the hide and rushed out. Twa'n't long for the nigger hear his brer hollering and squalling, and he took a light, he did, and went out. And there was his brer just a wallering on the ground and squirming round, cause the salt on the skin was stinging worse than if he'd got his breeches lined with yaller jackets. By next morning he got so he could sort of shuffle along, but he gave up conjuring, and if there was any more witches in that settlement, they kept mighty close, and that nigger he ain't skint himself no more, not enduring my remembrance. The result of this was that Uncle Remus had to take the little boy by the hand and go with him to the big house, which the old man was not loath to do, and when the child went to bed, he lay awake a long time, expecting an unseemly visitation from some mysterious source. It soothed him, however, to hear the strong, musical voice of his sable patron, not very far away, tenderly contending with a lusty tune, and to this accompaniment the little boy dropped asleep. "'It's eighteen hundred forty and eight. Christ done made that crooked way straight.' And I don't want to stay here no longer. It's eighteen hundred and forty and nine. Christ unturned that water into wine, and I don't want to stay here no longer. End of the tale.